I'm talking to Father Chris Alar, the author of Understanding Divine Mercy, the first book in the Explaining the Faith series. Father, it's good that you've been able to have time for this conversation today. Well, thank you. I know. Sorry for so many delays, but it's great and I think an important message to Absolutely. get out to the people. Well, let me let me make that the first question. Why this book about this topic now? Our world's in a very strange place. How does Divine Mercy address that? Well, as we know that Jesus told St. Faustina that mankind's last hope of salvation mm -hmm. is divine mercy. And as I always point out in my talks, uh, Jesus said, if you don't pass through the doors of my mercy, mm -hmm. you must pass through the doors of yeah. my justice. And <clears throat> as I always say, I don't know about you all, but uh, I don't think I want to be trying to get through the doors of yeah. justice. I'm going to need the doors of mercy. But I, I think when you look at the bigger picture, I think the most compelling argument is when Jesus told again, uh, our, our Lord told St. Faustina that now is the time of mercy. Mm -hmm. And um, and after this will come the time of justice. And, you know, he's 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 giving us this opportunity. And he said, basically, as he did in Scripture, woe to those who don't recognize this yeah. time. Now, that's not a threat. That's not a warning. It's just mm -hmm. our Lord, as the Scriptures tell us, to be aware, to be, um, you know, aware that this is a special time that is not going to last forever. But, and as um, um, as we know, the mercy of God is infinite, but the time of mercy is not. So mm -hmm. here we are. Did you grow up knowing about divine mercy? No. Uh, in fact, it wasn't until after a, a tragedy in the family mm -hmm. with the death of my grandmother when she took her life mm -hmm. back in 1993 <clears throat> that 10 years later, mm -hmm. I learned that there was hope for her salvation. We can you imagine carrying a burden as a family for 10 years that you believed your own mom, the matriarch of the family, yeah. for me, my grandmother, for my father, his mother, um, was damned. Uh, it's uh, a haunting mm -hmm. uh, reality. And yeah. what do you do in those cases in our human nature? We avoid them. So we never talked about it. Mm -hmm. And finally, as I came back to my faith and the pressure became even heavier that... Yeah. I could have helped her more when she was alive. Now she's a lost soul was answered by God through a priest in North Carolina um, to tell me exactly what divine mercy was. And that gives us hope. And that was my first book mm -hmm. uh, after suicide. There's hope for them, okay. meaning the one who died and you who are left behind. OK, so real quick for our listeners, I think we should we should mention what is the church teaching about those who have died that way? Well, the misconception mm -hmm. is that the soul is automatically damned. Yeah. And that has been the belief in Catholic circles for centuries. And there's some some understanding to that because the church fathers used to talk about that it is a grave sin. Mm -hmm. It is taking of a life and there's no time to repent. But once we full, more fully understood mm -hmm. in God's revelations through think, people like St. Faustina, where he says he yeah. actually gives a moment for the soul to repent. Like, mm -hmm. for instance, Catechism 2283. Mm -hmm says, in ways known to him alone, yeah. God can provide the opportunity for solitary repentance. Mm -hmm. What was he talking about? Souls who took their own life. He mm -hmm. says in the catechism, it says that we should not despair mm -hmm. of the souls that have yeah. of, of the eternal salvation of souls have taken their own life because ways known to God alone, mm -hmm. he can provide an opportunity to repent. Okay. And then modern medicine has expanded our understanding yes. of the causes of suicide, that sort of thing. Right. 
And that goes yeah. back to the catechism right before that, mm -hmm. 2282, that says because of things like mental illness, yeah. uh, anxiety, depression, these could be mitigating circumstances. Okay. And the catechism literally says they could uh, reduce or even eliminate the culpability. Okay. So, again, not yeah. a ticket or a free pass, mm -hmm. but an awareness of God's yeah. mercy. It remains a gravely wrong act. Yes. Correct. And I think that's actually one thing I, I don't know how we'd talk about more, but I think that needs to be done is sort of one thing you raise a lot about the criteria for mortal sin. Yes. That it's not simply is this a gravely wrong act, yes. but also what are the other two criteria? Well, and we know objectively mm -hmm. that uh, suicide and other sins like yeah. it are grave, as you mm -hmm. mentioned. That's the first condition for a sin to be a mortal sin is that it must be of grave nature. So objectively, you can say, yes, that's, yeah. a, that's, a, that's a grave sin. Like abortion. Yes. Objectively, yeah. that's grave. However, it ends there with objective. The mm -hmm. other two are subjective, mm -hmm. meaning do they have knowledge and how much knowledge did they have? Yeah. And did they have free will? So let's use that abortion example. Objectively, a woman who had an abortion has committed a grave mm -hmm. sin. However... We don't know what behind the heart. Only yeah. God does. Maybe she has a boyfriend that threatened to kill her mm -hmm. if she doesn't have the abortion. Yeah. Maybe you have a husband that says, I'm going to leave you and abandon you. And she's going to be absolutely distraught if she yeah. doesn't have this abortion. Did she really have free will? Mm -hmm. That is obviously yeah. a question. Yeah, the family pressure yes. or financial stress or all. Yeah, it's it's an interesting distinction. The distinction or between, fear, you know, fear. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, as you said, objective. Objectively, this is wrong. <clears throat> whereas the subject of culpability can yes. be so different. Correct. And so, one thing that I heard <clears throat> you talk about the justice. <clears throat> Excuse me. Sorry. The justice of God is also His mercy, and Pope Francis yes. has talked about yes. um, two sides of the same thing. Talk to talk about how that perfect justice is also a source of hope for us. You know, Father Seraphim used to tell us that His justice equals His mercy mm -hmm. is because Jesus keeps His promises. And mm -hmm. what is His promises? The greater the sinner, mm -hmm. the greater right the right He has mm -hmm. to His mercy. In fact, we can even turn to Scripture to see this. Yeah. Um, where sin abounds, my grace abounds even mm -hmm. the more. And so it is just that the the more sick deserves the doctor than yeah. the less sick. Yeah. If I'm on the battlefield and I got my fingernail ripped off versus mm -hmm. the guy next to me who's taken a, a, a severe wound and a gunshot, yeah. who has the greater right to the medic? Well, yeah. he does. So it is God's justice yeah. that the mercy was given mm -hmm. because that sinner is so mired in yeah. uh, near-death um, 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 addiction or uh, bad um, choices mm -hmm. that they are the sick. And yeah. so God comes and his justice is to see that those in most need, the biggest sinner, receives the greatest amount of mercy. It seems counterintuitive, mm -hmm. but yet that's exactly how God operates. The logic of the prodigal son versus the elder yes. brother. yes. Yeah. That's a perfect example because, you know, we could actually call that the prodigal father mm -hmm. because Vinnie Flynn points out that the word prodigal means to lavish, to mm -hmm. squander. And while the son, we call it prodigal son because he spent the money and he yeah. blew the money, the prodigal father actually squandered and lavished mercy mm -hmm. upon the son. So you could almost call it the prodigal yeah. father. Thank God. <laughs> yeah, yeah, very much so. <laughs> yeah, the great source of hope for us. So tell me, you, t you say that you didn't grow up really knowing divine mercy. How would you describe the notion of God that you grew up with? 
I think it was kind of a carryover from my father's day of Catholic mm-hmm. schooling in the 1950s, which was God was this ultimate uh, record keeper mm-hmm. upstairs. <clears throat> and this was something that you had to be aware of. You know, the songs came mm-hmm. out, God is watching us and, yeah. you know, all these things that, uh, you know, kind of that is as crazy as it sounds, almost that Islamic view uh, that the punishment and justice and retribution. God is master. Uh, yeah. he's. Yeah. It's not an Abba father. It mm-hmm. is a servitude, a servile fear of yeah. God, not a holy fear of God. It's a servile fear in the sense that I am going to be punished. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and in a sense, we can bring punishment upon ourselves if, yeah. if we willfully choose with free will and refuse to repent. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, we do bring condemnation upon ourselves. God doesn't condemn us. We make mm-hmm. the choices, as Christ says in Scripture. We condemned ourselves. Yeah. Um, but anyway, the whole essence, I think, that is so important of what I see God now versus maybe growing up is the fact that no sin is greater than the mercy of God. I never mm-hmm. knew that. Yeah. Um, there's only one unforgivable sin. They call it the sin against the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. The Dominicans taught me that means final impenitence. Well, what does final mm-hmm. impenitence mean? Basically, not asking for the mercy of God. Mm-hmm. And so when we walk into that confessional, I always tell people this. Unless you're literally being forced in by mm-hmm. your spouse or, yeah. <laughs> or a, a friend or family member, mm-hmm. unless you are physically being forced into that confessional, mm-hmm. if you are going in under your own volition, yeah. you cannot be guilty of the only unforgivable sin. Because every other sin, lying, stealing, cheating, abortion, murder, they're all forgivable. The only unforgivable sin is refusing to ask or accept the mercy of God. And when we go into that confessional, we're already clear of that one. (laughs) Because we're there to ask for the mercy of God. Okay. That's a great, that is a great source of hope. So in light of all that, why devote your whole life? Like you've, a lot of people end up as Marian helpers. A lot of people are spreading the divine mercy in lay life. Why devote your whole life as a consecrated religious to spreading this message and devotion? When I was um, back to that priest that I mentioned in North Carolina mm-hmm. that was educating me on, you know, I, I, had, I had said to this priest in a, in a prior general confession that, gee, I wish I could just wipe my slate clean. Mm-hmm. I just wish I could start over because I had baggage from the past, as many people do. And he said, well, there is a way. And I said, what? He goes, yeah, it's called, it's coming up in a few weeks. It's called Divine Mercy Sunday. I'm cool. like, what's that? He goes, well, Jesus told this nun named Faustina that we can receive complete forgiveness of all sin and punishment. I'm like, mm-hmm. who's St. Faustina? Mm-hmm. I had n- yeah. no idea. This was 2003. Yeah. And what really changed it for me was when I told the story of my grandmother that mm-hmm. I wanted to, to, to confess and just bear the consequences that, you know, I could have helped her and I didn't. Mm-hmm. He changed my world when he said, not only is God's mercy greater than that sin, mm-hmm. but you can actually help her now. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Father, you didn't hear me. She died 10 years ago. She's yeah. already been judged. There's no way I can help her. Maybe shave a few years off of purgatory. But mm-hmm. but that's about it. And he said, no, no. And he explained the concept that God is outside of time. There's no past for God. There's no future for God. Everything's one big eternal moment. So he told me to pray this thing called the Divine Mercy Chaplet. And I'm like, what? Just like asking what St. Faustina is, mm-hmm. what Divine Mercy Sunday is. I asked, what's the Chaplet of Divine yeah. Mercy? And he handed me a prayer card. And on the front of the prayer card was an image of Jesus, the Divine Mercy. And on the back was how to pray this thing called the Chaplet. Mm-hmm. And the first thing is it says it's prayed on regular rosary beads. Hmm. 
I'm like, wow. And he's like, it's shorter than a rosary. I'm like, oh, wow. So he told me to pray for my grandmother. And I was so blown away by the concept that we could still help them. Now, I'm not talking about getting somebody out of hell. Once a soul is in hell, it's permanent. We're talking about the grace actually can be given from our prayers in the future to Mm -hmm. the moment of judgment. And Padre Pio was a great example of this. This is documented by the Franciscans. Mm -hmm. It's in my book that uh, a doctor was evaluating Padre Pio and noticed he was praying and Mm -hmm. asked Padre Pio what he's praying for. And he said, the conversion and happy death of my grandfather. And uh, the doctor said, well, I knew your grandfather. He died 20 years ago or whatever it was. He says, I know, but God knew 20 years ago hmm. that I'd be here tonight yeah. praying this this prayer for my grandfather, and he will apply those mm-hmm. graces hmm. at the moment he needs them, which yeah. is the moment of death. I was so blown away, and when he showed me this chaplet, he told me, this is the prayer to pray. Mm-hmm. On the bottom of that card, it said, the Association of Marian Helpers, Stockbridge, Massachusetts. That's so I always, I always laugh. I said to that priest at that moment, I said, Father, I don't know, but I got to spend the, I don't know how, Mm -hmm. but I got to spend the rest of my life spreading this message of Mm -hmm. divine mercy and this this message. Well, the interesting thing was little, first of all, I had no idea he was going to make me a priest. Mm -hmm. But secondly, that prayer card came from the Association of Marian Helpers. Guess who is now the director of the Association of Marian Helpers? I am. So God has a sense of humor. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. So talk to me about then about you've been spending years now spreading divine mercy. Talk to me about some of the fruits you've seen as you've been spreading it. I'll start with the most recent. Um, when, when the pandemic hit a year ago, uh, we were wondering for a brief moment if our divine mercy ministry would even survive mm-hmm. because there was all this fear and announcing of the churches being closed yep. and and um, it was just not looking good. So we scrambled with the help mainly of Brother Mark, uh, was able to quickly and beautifully get online mm-hmm. into live streaming our masses, our rosaries, our chaplets. And I began a series called Explaining the Faith. And um, what's nice about this is we used to travel doing missions, but I always hear that old moniker or a catchphrase of, Father, you're preaching to the choir because mm-hmm. everybody there in the crowd believed in Jesus, believed yeah. in divine mercy, or they wouldn't be there. Yeah. Well, it's different now because when we post these U- these videos on YouTube or on, on the internet, it doesn't go just to believers. It goes mm-hmm. to everybody. So people yeah. might be surfing the web and they see, you know, uh, Father Chris says, and they write back, call no man your father. Jesus, yeah. you know, so... I'm now evangelizing to more people than I've ever evangelized mm-hmm. to in the past. I believe this is an example of God bringing a greater good mm-hmm. out of even the worst evil, like yeah. a pandemic, because there are people that are now communicating with us that mm-hmm. absolutely never would have. Yeah. And we never would have had a way to reach these people mm-hmm. had it not been for the pandemic. So the fruits of the labor um, I'm reading comments. I spend three hours a day just answering YouTube comments. Mm-hmm. Three hours every day yep. just to keep up. Mm-hmm. I've missed a couple days before. It took me all day to catch up from missing like two, three days when my mom was sick. Yeah. And so it's incredible. And these people everywhere, you can see these comments on mm-hmm. our, our videos. 
Father, I'm coming back to the church after 30 years. Father, I haven't been to confession in 25 years. Hmm. After watching this video, I'm going back to confession. Yep. After watching this video, I'm getting my husband. He's agreed to go back to confession. Hmm. Uh, the one that always makes me smile are the ladies who write to me saying that their husbands had no interest in the faith, had no, you know, no really active faith life. Mm -hmm. And Father, you caught their attention because you're talking about football sometimes, you're talking about sports, or you're talking about your past life. Mm -hmm. That's never my focus, but yeah. sometimes I'll anecdotally bring it in to, yeah. to supplement a story. And there are so many responses saying that the husbands are coming back. And that's through the help of St. Joseph mm -hmm. that I think is key right now, is getting those fathers yeah. back into the role of head of the family and yeah. practicing with faith. Hmm. You've talked to us about kind of that key turning point for you in 2003 with Divine Mercy. Mm -hmm. But since that time, as you've lived the message, as you've studied Faustina, studied the diary, all that, what has Divine Mercy meant for you in an ongoing way? It was a great turning point, but also like day to day, what, is it, what does it do to you? As a, it was a continuation of the words I said to the priest that day that said, Father, I can't believe we have a God so merciful, so loving. Mm -hmm that he will allow me, who was a knucklehead 10 years earlier at my own grandma's funeral, who didn't even pray for her. Yeah. I was so wrapped up and concerned with the image that our family, because my grandma committed suicide. Yeah. You know, I was at the funeral. I was lobbying my uncle who was writing the obituary, not to mention that my grandma mm -hmm. took her life because it would bring embarrassment on yeah. the family. So instead yeah. of praying for my grandma at mm -hmm. that time, I'm yeah. worried about, you know, missing time at work, my exam. Yeah. Um, but some of that's probably just grief. Yeah. I mean, grief was, just throws you for a loop. It was. It was yeah. a thrown into left field situation. Yeah. Um, but that realization of God being that merciful that yeah. he's going to allow even a knucklehead like me to make up for the lost and the mistakes mm -hmm. that I missed just was incredible. And I live that day to day because yeah. now I look back, okay, you know, last week I did this dumb thing or, you know, a month ago I said this stupid thing. Mm -hmm. And yet I can go to confession. I can receive forgiveness. Yeah. And because of God's mercy, I can keep wiping that slate clean and literally yeah. wiped clean every Divine Mercy Sunday. So Divine yeah. Mercy is really spirituality it's, for all of us, especially the ordinary people. It, yes. It's yeah. a continuation of what I learned in 1993 or 19, uh, 2003. And it is for everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you don't have to be perfectly pure in order to get to heaven. You That's just have to keep trying. Thing. Yeah, yeah. And was it uh, St. Therese or somebody said, saints are simply sinners who keep, keep on, on trying. trying. I love that. Yeah. Um, so give us give us really, you know, in, in a really short, kind of like two-minute thing, if this is the only exposure to the divine mercy message and devotion our listeners have, mm -hmm. what do they need to know? The, of all the virtues, you know, the only the way that we get to heaven is to strive it, it for virtue. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, we, we know the virtues, prudence and justice and fortitude and and whatnot. Those are those are the cardinal virtues. We can acquire them through practice. Mm -hmm. But there's three virtues that are, are above that we don't get through our own efforts. They're given to us as a gift of baptism, mm -hmm. faith, hope. And the greatest of these is love. OK. So that means of all the virtues, the greatest is love. Now, is all love the same? As I always say in my talks, I love Michigan football, 
but do I love Michigan football as much as my mom? And I always joke, my mom probably would say yes, but of course not. You, you have different forms of, mode of love. The Greeks told us Eros was romantic love. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, um, there was a brother, uh, you know, father, son, filial kind of love. Mm-hmm. But the highest love is agape love. That's completely giving yourself to another. And when that love reaches out and starts to take action, when that love mm-hmm. is put into action, when that agape love is given and received, it becomes mercy. Mm-hmm. So mercy is the greatest form of the greatest virtue. Okay. The greatest virtue is love. Within love, the greatest form of it is mercy. Mm-hmm. And what is it? Mercy is a particular mode of love that when love encounters suffering, it takes action to do something about it. It's mm-hmm. not just sitting back on its laurels and saying, you know what, I'll pray for you. And then yeah. somebody's in dire need and you just walk away. Uh-huh. Divine mercy, as Pope John Paul said, mercy is love's second name. Mm-hmm. It's putting love into action. And Father Mike always says mercy is... Um, um, you know, is when love encounters suffering. I always mm-hmm. tell him, I actually add to that, is when love encounters suffering and takes action to yeah. do something about it. I can encounter your suffering, but if I don't do anything about it, I've not fully lived mercy. Mercy mm-hmm. is encountering suffering and then taking action to do something about it. Yeah. That's the power of it. Okay. So we all take turns then in being merciful, receiving mercy. There's Absolutely. no such thing as only doing one, right? Yes. Yeah, so uh, another analogy Father Mike Gately uses is breathing it in, yeah. inhale, and exhaling. Yeah. And so we have to to live. Our body has to bring it in. Mm-hmm. It processes it. The cells of the of the body, our oxygen is brought to the cells of the body. Mm-hmm. And then it's ex- yeah. it's exhaled with the carbon dioxide and all the you know, the, the rest of it. So it's exhaled. So we have to live mercy mm-hmm. that same way. We bring it into ourselves, into our hearts yeah. and our bodies from God. And then we exhale it and we live it with others. We, we, yeah. we, we live it by example. So what do you think of that old style? People thought it was virtuous to say, I don't accept charity or we don't accept charity. Well, you know, it's funny because there could be things that's called a false humility. Mm-hmm. I always laugh. Uh, Michael Jordan, we have a uh, a good young man that's doing our videos with us named Owen, and he's a big basketball fan, and uh, he knows all the NBA players. And uh-huh. so we have uh, we have a couple of good sports fans. But anyway, um, you know, Michael Jordan, that would be, you know, a humility versus a false humility. Okay, mm-hmm. here's a false humility. Michael Jordan saying, you know, I really wasn't that good of a basketball player. Mm-hmm. That's not the truth. Yeah. Humility is the truth. Mm-hmm. So for, for Michael Jordan to say, I really wasn't that good of a basketball player, that's a false humility. It's not yeah. the truth. So what is humility is knowing the truth. It's not thinking less of yourself. Mm-hmm. Humility is thinking of yourself less. Yeah. And in the 97 championship game, everybody expected him to take the last shot. Mm-hmm. What did he do? In charity. Mm-hmm. He said, no, Steve Kerr's going to take the last shot. And Steve Kerr did and took it. And they won the 97 Hmm. um, NBA championship in the last shot of the game. Mm -hmm. So that charity is a false charity. If you don't, I don't need help. I don't want help. That's pride. We all need help. We're all broken. If if, if it was all about uh, false uh, uh, humility and pride, I would say, I don't need your help, Lord. I don't need your Mm -hmm. grace in the confession. And sadly, some people do that. Yeah. There are some people, I don't need that. I don't need church. Yeah. I don't need a confession. I don't need some priest. Well, Scripture tells us we do. Yeah. So we have two choices. We can either choose our way or God's way. And um, I tell you, I'm not one that's gonna, about to tell God he's wrong in the way he wants to forgive us. Yeah. If somebody's willing to forgive me, it's going to be on their terms. Yeah. 
You know, I mean, well, of course, I mean, within reason, you know, I can't have somebody say, well, if you go rob a bank for me, I'll forgive you, mm. you know, obviously. But yeah. God's never going to do that to us. God's going to forgive us. And when he tells me the way to do it, I do it. And that way is through the sacraments. Okay. What do people need to know or, or understand about the university that they often don't? What are some of the common misconceptions and how do you answer uh, them? By far, the biggest misconception is presumption. Okay. Um, people fall into this false – let's talk about false humility. Let's talk about false mercy. It doesn't matter what I do. God's going to forgive me. I'm going to heaven. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a false mercy. That's a presumption because people fall into that. God loves me exactly the way I am. Yes, he does. Mm-hmm. But he loves you too much to allow you to stay that way. Yeah. He wants you to constantly be changing, to grow, to grow in virtue, mm-hmm. to 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 grow. He wants that. And so I've sadly known people and for a period of my life was the same way that basically didn't have to resist. No, not that they didn't have to. They chose not to mm-hmm. resist any temptation because mm-hmm. their answer was, I just go to confession tomorrow. Mm-hmm. You know, I had a good friend in college that, Went to confession every Saturday, but he made sure he saw his girlfriend Friday night. Yeah. Because to him, all I have to do is I can give in to the temptation, mm-hmm. and all I have to do is run to confession on Saturday. Yeah. So it was this perpetual uh, trap, which is not what confession is meant to be. Hmm. Confession is meant to be that you do your best, you try your best. What is it Mother Teresa said? God doesn't care you fall seven times as long as you get up eight. Yeah. The problem is, is if you start to play that presumptuous game yeah. that, you know what, I'll just— you know, it's 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 just I'll I don't have to resist the temptation because I'll just run a confession. Mm-hmm. No, there has to be a purpose of amendment. Okay. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, it's it's amazing how how it's so forgotten and how how it is misunderstood. Like you said, it seems like it's the heart of it is the heart of the faith, and yet so often Benedict said, "Message of divine mercy is the nucleus of the gospel." Yeah, and yet ignored or forgotten or just like misapplied. You, said, you didn't grow up with it. You yeah. didn't know about it really. You know, when when you're growing up years, and I think a lot of people shared that experience. Yeah, a lot of people sort of talk about uh, a a more a more stern or disciplinarian sort of Catholicism and not really an experience of we the mercy went from of God. one extreme to the other. Yeah. Um, Jansenism way back in the yeah. 1700s kind of was the root for it and it continued all the way through really to the 1950s yeah um you know the catholic schools and there was this fear of god my dad just i thought he was a fire breathing mm-hmm. monster you know yeah. uh because that's what the nuns basically portrayed god as yeah. but then there was a culture shift in the 60s mm-hmm. and i think it corresponded directly with 1963 people always say that innocence of our nation was lost with the death of kennedy mm-hmm. i actually said do you know what also happened in 1963 the supreme court took prayer out of schools mm-hmm. And since then, we've seen a huge increase in unwed pregnancies, mm-hmm. um, abortions, um, divorces. Mm-hmm. These are all symptomatic of a bigger problem, and that is removing God. Mm-hmm. And so uh, we now under the culture shift completely 180, mm-hmm. which is now, hey, you're a good person. Yeah. As long as you're not Hitler, you're you're going to heaven. But given what you were saying about the the older notion of God, was it so much a removal of God or was it a removal of what we believed God to be? Was it an attempt to get away from the God, the disciplinarian God, the fire-breathing monster? And now people are lost without either the God of mercy or the God of justice. I guess if you if you evict what God is, you also evict God himself because God was to many people— mm-hmm. Uh, an ogre uh, yeah. that was this authoritarian, um, uh, authoritarian that just was out to spoil their good time. Yeah. 
Um, no, that's not a right, really proper way to look at God, mm -hmm. but many people did. Mm -hmm. So I think, yeah, I think we've had a complete culture shift ex from one extreme to the yeah. other. Um, about the only middle ground that I think you could find was it started to, you know, after the sexual revolution, which was detrimental telling women, you know, um, that they should abandon, you know, mm -hmm. the, the patriarchy and whatnot. Um, the devastating effect of that has now been through and seeing in things like contraception, mm -hmm. abortions, unwed pregnancies. Yeah. Um, you know, these things are, are again, symptomatic. Mm -hmm. But we then have switched over to the complete opposite now mm -hmm. that nobody goes to hell. Everybody yeah. goes to heaven. Do what you want if it feels good. Yeah. Um, love is an emotion. Mm -hmm. Love is not an act of the will. Uh, it's not a choice. It's an emotion. And if you don't feel in love anymore yeah. after five years of marriage, you get a divorce. So what I'm hearing from you is that in some ways the divine mercy is is indispensable for the new evangelization. That people had rejected a bad idea of God, but in order for them to come back to God at all, they've got to be given clearly this notion of God yeah, as yes. mercy, God True, as love. But not a false mercy, as yes. we said earlier. If you really understand God for what mercy is, mm -hmm. meaning that he's there to aid us through these times of suffering mm -hmm. uh, and that he's there to forgive our sins if we simply yeah. do as we've been instructed through scriptures, utilize the graces of the church, mm -hmm. go to confession, receive him in Holy Communion. I mean, yeah. these are scriptural. Um, you know, the scriptures tell us repent mm -hmm. and, and, you know, if you don't ask for forgiveness and repent, you can enter the kingdom of God. Yeah. John 6, the bread of life, you know, this is the bread of everlasting yeah. life. So we do need confession in the Eucharist. And of course, yeah. baptism. You can't enter the kingdom of God if you're not born of the water, by water mm -hmm. and the Spirit. So we have to realize that these things were given to us, that we just have to cooperate. That's, that's it. That's so the, the key. The divine mercy message and devotion presumes divine justice as well. It's not yeah. as though you have one or the it's other. It's not total presumption. They're all False together. False mercy, right. Okay. And, um, and his mercy is his justice. Okay. Yeah. So what's your favorite Divine Mercy miracle or graces received story? Um, there's been several, but I think in, in when you look at the, the souls right now, in this craziness in this world, mm -hmm. we deserve to be crushed out of existence mm -hmm. uh, after what we've done. In the last hundred years, you think about legalized abortion, on-demand pornography, birth control being... Mm -hmm you know, forced upon the youngest of students, uh, indoctrination in our schools, advancement of atheistic communism and socialism, um, the well, a giant welfare state, you mm -hmm. know, this uh, nobody's held accountable mentality. Uh, everybody goes to heaven. There is no hell. Mm -hmm. These smack and smell of everything that would deserve God's yep. justice and wrath. And yet it's not. It's mm -hmm. it's been a time of mercy. Okay. That that in itself, and I'm talking on the macro view here, mm -hmm. is incredible. Hmm. So God's forbearance in some ways, God's mm -hmm. endurance of us, I suppose. Okay. Remember, God never tires of for, uh, forgiving. Pope Francis said we will tire of asking for yeah. forgiveness before God will tire of giving forgiveness. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. What are some of the most interesting questions you've gotten from people about divine mercy? Uh, oh, my. We've gotten just a plethora of of questions, everything explaining the grace of Divine Mercy Sunday mm -hmm. to the acronym FINCH, which are the five channels of grace. Okay, go ahead and explain that. Yeah, the, the, the beauty of um, 
a divine mercy was it's not new. The message of divine mercy uh, it goes all the way back to the Garden of Adam and Eve, mm -hmm. you know, with the fall of mankind. And people say, well, Father, how did the angels fall? Uh, they were in heaven. Uh, no, they did not fully behold the beatific vision yet. Mm -hmm. So they had to be put to a test just like we were. The difference is the only reason they got one shot is because they saw the consequences of their actions. Mm -hmm. Mankind did not. So God has given us the opportunity for the, the chance to go back and receive multiple uh, graces of forgiveness through mm -hmm. well, how many times we need to go to confession. But after the fall, God left us with the gift of a mother and the promise of a savior. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and that's what we Marian fathers are all about. The gift of the mother was Mary. The promise of a savior was Jesus. Mm -hmm. And so with the Marian fathers being focused 100% on Jesus and Mary, okay. it makes sense that we are the ones entrusted with divine mercy. People mm -hmm. will say, well, what about the mercy fathers? Oh, they're great guys. I, I know several of them, Father mm -hmm. Wade and Father Bill Casey. They're good friends of mine. Um, but it's very interesting because if you look at, um, you know, over the years, um, we as Marian fathers have been commissioned really in a way by John mm -hmm. Paul to go and be apostles of divine mercy. Well, mm -hmm. you're the Marians of the Immaculate Conception. What yeah. is what is that? Well, the Immaculate Conception was the greatest act of mercy ever bestowed upon a creature. Mm -hmm. So it makes sense. And Father Seraphim said it awesome. He said he believed that this message of mercy was given to the Marian fathers because God wanted it under the mantle of Mary. Yeah. And who better under the mantle of Mary than the Marians of the Immaculate Conception? <laughs> we were the first community in the world to bear the title Immaculate Conception. Oh. So it all ties together. Okay. All right. Now give me Finch real quick, just for if people oh, haven't yes. heard that so, before. Sorry about that. Um, no. So the message of divine mercy is not new. As I just mm -hmm. explained, it goes back to the Garden of Adam and Eve. But throughout the centuries, our Lord has been trying to raise up great saints and prophets to, mm -hmm. to live this message of mercy, to show us how to live it. Well, as usual, we don't listen. We're mm -hmm. stubborn. We're stiff-necked. So God, in his infinite wisdom, knew that we were going to need help. And we were, we were basically helpless without him. And so what does he do? He finally gets to the 20th century, and he says, that's it. You know, I'm, I'm done here. Now, he didn't use those words. Those are not what Jesus said, yeah. literally. But I believe it's what he meant because he said, you, St. Faustina, will help prepare the world for mm -hmm. my final coming. What was that help? Mercy. Mm -hmm. And he gave St. Faustina several challenges. I asked her to paint a, an image. She wasn't a painter. Asked her to get a universal church on the calendar. She had no influence. Mm -hmm. Asked her to spread this devotion around the world. She had no money. Mm -hmm. So, you know, all these things that God asked her to do, is she, she really couldn't. So basically, God had been trying to give this message of mercy to the world from the beginning. And we're stubborn. We don't listen. So finally raises up this little saint. And he says, you, St. Faustina, will help prepare the world for my final coming. Hmm. And that's what caught my eye. Because that was 90 years ago. Hmm. And so... How merciful is our Lord? Because it's coming. Mm -hmm. But how merciful is he to allow us to get so many chances back to his mm -hmm. mercy? And so the Finch, are, are, once he chose St. Faustina to be his apostle or secretary of divine mercy, yeah. what was the purpose? To, to reenact or reinvigorate this message of mercy that people would live it from the heart. Mm -hmm. What is ABCs of mercy? A is ask for God's mercy. B is be merciful to each other. And C is completely trust and mercy. And you go into great detail on all that <clears throat> yes, in the book. So this people is can all certainly go to the book for more. Spelled but, out. Yeah. And, uh, and basically, that's the way to heaven. 
Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if we don't ask and repent, we can't make it the kingdom yeah. of God. If we don't be merciful to each other, Matthew 25 tells us the sheep and the goats, yeah. we're, we're going to be burned in the internal fire. And then finally, C is completely trust. So A is ask for mercy. B is be merciful to mm-hmm. each other. And C is completely trust in God's mercy. Yep. Now, why is that so important? Because we want to get to heaven, right? But how do you get to heaven? You get to heaven by grace. And so how does God give us this grace and how do we receive it? Jesus said trust Mm -hmm. is the vessel by which all grace is received. So you want to get to heaven, you need grace. You want Mm -hmm. grace? Okay. You got to get a vessel to catch it. How's that vessel to catch it? Trust. Mm -hmm. And so Jesus wanted this message of mercy reinvigorated to the world. And Faustina's like, how am I going to do this, Lord? He gave her five new channels of grace that we now call the devotion of divine mercy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, technically devotions of divine mercy or devotions are are, um, uh, optional. But Jesus made it clear that this is not just about our devotion to God. It's about Mm -hmm. his devotion to us. That's why we see the left foot stepping forward. Um, But the most important thing is Jesus told her, I'm giving you five new channels of grace Mm -hmm. by which to live mercy, change the world. Bring the world of my mercy. And we remember them, but the simple acronym Finch, F-I-N-C-H, like the little bird. F is the feast of divine mercy. I is the image of divine mercy. N is the novena of divine mercy. C is the chaplet of divine mercy. Mm -hmm. And H is the hour of mercy. And so we can use these five new channels of grace to start to live a better message of divine mercy. Because that's how we'll be judged. And how to use those is all definitely in Father's book, which <laughs> everybody ought to check out. Let me just kind of wrap us up with, talk to me about the woman behind it all. Talk to me a bit about St. Faustina and how, how, do you, how do you have her help in your ministry? How do you, what sort of devotion to her do you have? Well, it's interesting because St. Faustina fascinated me from the day that priest told me mm-hmm. uh, to pray this chaplet because um, it made no sense to me that... Um, we could have a God that loving, that merciful, and she does an incredible job mm-hmm. articulating it. Now, the top of the book is Understanding Divine Mercy. And mm-hmm. uh, in my reprint of the fir- after the first print run, I, I made the edition where basically um, it seems like a pretty presumptuous statement. Like, I can explain to you hmm. what divine mercy is. Like, I understand it. Because Jesus said, no man can, mm-hmm. even the angels cannot comprehend yep. Me in my essence. Hmm. I cannot be comprehended in my essence. Mm -hmm. So how in the world then, Father, are you saying understanding divine mercy? Because Jesus' next sentence to St. Faustina, he told her, while nobody can understand me in my essence, you can come to know God through his attributes. And the greatest attribute is mercy. Hmm. So if you want to know God, you got to know him through his attributes. And what is the mm-hmm. best and greatest attribute? Mercy. In fact, Thomas Aquinas says you can't love what you don't know. So the more you know God, the more you can love him. Mm-hmm. So I'm sorry, you can't love what you don't know. I didn't mm-hmm. that reversed. But Thomas Aquinas said you can't love what you don't know. So if I want to love God more, I need to know him a little better. Yeah. And how do I come to know him? Through prayer, of course, and adoration, of course. Yeah. But a lot is through a book like this. 
to be able to come to know what is divine mercy. Okay, and people will meet St. Faustina, especially through this as they read. Thanks so much for sitting down with me today. Thank you. I think this has been a good conversation. I appreciate it. I hope that it helps people. Yes, I'm sure it will. And blessings to all those who are listening in. And may God's mercy be upon you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. To order Father Chris Alar's new book, Understanding Divine Mercy, please visit shopmercy.org. For more Sparks of Mercy and other shows from the Marian Fathers, visit www.thedivinemercy.org slash podcasts. Thank you for listening to Sparks of Mercy. We hope this helps you spread divine mercy to the world. Pray for me. I'll pray for you. Jesus, I trust in you. I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content, which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit DivineMercyPlus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's DivineMercyPlus.org. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily Masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Thank you.